0: Support for the Couples' Council comes from Mercier Wellness and Consulting. Their purpose is to equip you with the right skills for a happy and healthy relationship. Schedule your consultations now. For more information, visit mercierwellness.com. Mercier Wellness and Consulting. Small steps, big changes.
1: This podcast is not a substitute for therapy. Please consult a licensed professional for your mental health needs.
0: Now Now on on with with the the show. show. Hello and welcome to the Couples' Council. I'm your host, Dr. Jameson Mercier. And today, on this episode, we are continuing our conversation with fathers. It's not a new conversation. We actually, like we did last time, we're digging digging through the archives and pulling out some goodies, some goodies and some oldies. And, you know, the thing about talking to people and, picking their brains about their experiences the information doesn't expire all right and so if this is the first time uh if this is the first episode that you're catching you want to go to the previous episode and um listen to our uh, blended father conversation with mr perry mr perry had a lot to share A lot of relevant information. And it's even more, um, I think, I don't know, more relevant um, for young fathers. All right. Because generally the kind of wisdom that wisdom is reserved for older fathers. But uh, these guys that we're talking to are some young cats and they have a lot of good information to share. Um, The reason we're doing this is in honor of Father's Day month. Yes, you heard that correct. Here at the Couples Council, we celebrate not just Father's Day, but Father's Day month. And so to keep that conversation going, you're going to hear a conversation with a special brother uh, by the name of Akimo Charles. Now, professionally, he's an administrator. You know, he works in the school district. He works with with kids, um, teenagers specifically. And maybe that's why... uh, that's why he was such a good fit for this. In his conversation, you'll hear him talk about his experience with kids and helping family members with their kids. And yet, when the time came for him to be a father, there were some surprises. You know, we can all attest to the surprises of fatherhood. Um, and while we may sometimes think and feel like we're the only ones, I'm I'm constantly reminded that as special as I may be, as special as you are, your experience, my experience of this thing called fatherhood, this dad life, there are many, many similarities. All right? So big ups to you, dad, as you try to, you know, do the best that you can. I salute you. I commend you. Um, And I also salute and commend these guys for coming on the podcast and sharing their experience. So I'm not going to blab anymore. I'm just going to, Let the tape roll and let you listen to the story, the experiences of Mr. Akimo Charles. Hello, I'm Dr. Mercier, and in honor of Father's Day, we're profiling fathers, but not just any fathers, black fathers. Popular opinion would have you believe that black fathers are not involved, absent, don't really care. But I'll be one to tell you that's completely false. And I'm going to prove it to you. Joining me is Akimo Charles. How are you? Great to meet you. So, you're a dad. Yes. Yes. Tell me a little bit about your family.
1: Well, my family is pretty new, pretty young. Uh, my daughter is two and I have another one on the, on the way. Oh. Daughter, of course. So oh,
0: nice, nice. we going to be surrounded by women. That's okay. <laughs> that is okay. Um, when does she do?
1: July 17th.
0: Like next month? Yes. Oh, wow. So you've been a father now two years? Correct. Okay. When you first learned you were going to be a dad, tell me about that time and what that was like.
1: Uh, that was a a bit challenging for me um you know in, in most cases i've assisted my family members by raising their kids okay so they can finish school or whatever the case is but when it came to my own i think everything that i've ever thought flashed before my mind i mean wow that's I went a lot from my entire upbringing to where i was and how my dynamics would change it's no longer you can have a child with you for a couple hours and then drop them off.
0: No, yeah. It
1: was, this is mine, every day, all day.
0: Okay, okay. Um, so, you talk about family's kids who you had helped. So, these were older kids, younger kids?
1: Um, right now, they range in the ages of four all the way to 13.
0: Okay. So, but the babies would be new to you? Yes. Okay. Um, can you talk specifically about any of the concerns that you had about uh, becoming a dad?
1: I think my biggest concern was, am I going to do it right? Okay. Um, In most cases, you know, you think you're doing what's best Mm. for your child, but then you look at what's happening in society and you wonder, where did that person go wrong? And I think that's what most parents wonder. You know, I raised you from birth mm-hmm. and I've seen you grow up. I've nurtured you. I've given you everything that you could possibly need. Right. And sometimes want. Mm-hmm. And then at the end, you turn out to be something that, in my opinion, I didn't raise. Okay. So in, in my mind, I was like, I hope I'm doing this right. I, I want. I hope I produce a product that's acceptable and 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 somebody who's willing to give back to society.
0: Okay, okay, so you were worried about that. Yes, um, still am a little bit. A little bit, okay, yeah. okay. But you have a two-year-old. Yes. Okay, and so you've learned some things along the way.
1: Well, I'm still learning. And still I still learning because, uh, you know, most times they say, oh, she runs the house. Mm. She somewhat does. Um, okay. She has a very strong mind. Uh-huh. And I hope that she doesn't become that person who doesn't listen to criticism or, or even to any kind of critique of her anything that she does because right now it's to the point where she tells me what to do and I know it sounds funny but I tell her let's go to sleep and she's like if I'm going to sleep we're all going to sleep
0: Wow so, yeah, okay kind of a buddy. that that's all right and so now you have a baby on the way yes um, think back to when you first learned you were gonna be a dad the first time Do you feel the same? Are they any different?
1: I think now it's a little more relaxed. The training wheels are off. Mm. So I have a better um, understanding of the first week, the first night, you know, uh, the first couple months. Mm -hmm. So I kind of have that in my mind already pressing play to make certain that some of the things that I've made May have made a mistake or didn't think i did right yeah i can improve on i got a second chance in a sense
0: okay okay and so with your with your children your daughters um so your wife was there she helped you right did you have any other kind of support
1: well you know island families so island family okay everybody has that well we we'll do it this way feed them this we used to do this we used to do that mm. so we did have a lot of um support from family members. Was,
0: was that the women or the men? Oh, mostly the women. The women. The women. Okay. The women. All right. And so they tell me a little bit more about their interaction with you. Um, were they supportive of you? How involved were you? The women? Do you Were they supportive of you being involved or were they like you need to go to work, this is mom's job. Well, tell me oh, about no, that. They're
1: very supportive. As a matter of fact, um, for the first, I guess you could say year and a half of my mm-hmm. child's life, um, she's, my mom took care of her. Okay. So it was more of them saying, what do you guys need us to do ah. to help you guys be better parents? So. A lot of the women, my aunt, she chipped in where she could. My grandmother put in where she could. My mom did a bulk of the work. And my wife's mom, you know, she doesn't live in Broward County, but okay. she traveled almost every other weekend wow. to even participate. So they all were very supportive of me and of us, in a sense.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah, you guys had a whole village.
1: Oh, yeah, definitely. Still doing
0: that Yeah. Yeah, you may, you may need them. Um, so you've, it sounds like you've built more confidence since becoming a father, um, you say you're much more relaxed, um, any, any other lessons you've learned in being a father these last couple years?
1: Um, the biggest lesson I would say is to definitely don't stress out about something. Um, As long as the child is still breathing, Mm. (laughs) you know there's always tomorrow. You know there there were days where I was just like, oh my goodness, I forgot to do this, or I didn't give her her medicine, or you know I was late. And in your mind, you're wanting to make sure you do everything right. But Mm. you realize some things you can't control, some things you can't change. Situations happen. Don't stress out.
0: Okay. Did you have any other dads that you uh, turned to?
1: Well. My father in law, he, um, the first couple months, mm-hmm. he was afraid to even hold the baby. And, wow. Uh, he'll break her. Oh, boy. But he was there. You know, he always, anything you guys need, let me know. Uh, my brother in law, he has several kids. Uh-huh. So for him, whenever we called him, hey, we need a break, he was there. He would take the baby. My sister in law just be sitting there looking like, can I hold my niece? Ah. So,
0: you know,
1: he's very involved, not only in my daughter's life, but in his kid's life. Okay. And then my uncles, you know, they all have kids, but. For them, it was more of support as far as monetarily or, mm-hmm. or just emotional. They, they would give me advice, but they won't. I, I can't leave my daughter with them.
0: Okay, yeah. the caring, the... Yeah. the okay, no, that's not gonna happen. Okay, okay. Sounds like they're more old school.
1: Very old school,
0: yeah. Okay. But they were there for you though, it sounds like. Yes, In were. their own way. Yes. Now, you have two girls and you're raising two, or you're going to have two girls. Um, what is it that you hope they get from you.
1: How to tr- how to be treated by a man? I definitely want them to understand that some of the, the characters that they may see on television or they may see on social media. Because you know, growing up, we didn't have social media. Right now, I see some things that I'm like, I'm yeah. glad that I'm in my child's life because I don't want her to be that person. So okay. I'm hoping that they see how they should be treated, that how I treat their mom mm-hmm. and how they should act in public. You know, we all know we've seen pictures and et cetera.
0: yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: some things you need to make sure your daughters don't do.
0: Oh, I know, oh, I know. Um, In some ways, uh, it's more difficult for them than it it was for us, um, this whole social media thing.
1: I certainly think so. Um, To be honest, because I work in the school system, a lot of the issues that we have, a lot of the fights, a lot of the, um, just any really hard issue to deal with, we as, a, as as a group didn't have to deal with it. Ours is mm-hmm. passing notes. Right. But now it's, it's so widespread, something can happen in an instant, and it's videotaped mm-hmm. or spread mass through to text or whatever the case is. The
0: whole school so will know. Exactly,
1: and I think it's more pressure on this generation To be able to navigate those challenges as they go through their day
0: so then in that sense you being there for your children even just for that that that'll go a long way yeah
1: definitely um i think it helps on their social emotional um being to help them to understand that you know sometimes people are going to say things and do things but you just have to carry on you have to prove that it's not what they're saying
0: okay okay um so Tell me a little bit about your experience growing up um, with your father, the kind of what you got or didn't get, because you talk as if you learned a lot from somebody somewhere.
1: Ironically, I didn't grow up with my dad.
0: Okay. My dad wasn't. I
1: didn't meet my dad until 16. Okay. Um, and even then, even now, it's still you know not as close as it would be with somebody who grew up with their dad. Mm. I was basically raised by my grandfather. Um, and my uncles were around, but they all had their own families or went off to college. Mm. So everything that I've seen came from my grandfather or, you know, my sister's dad. And it wasn't as if they were the ones that went to college, because none of them did. Okay. Um, it was more of, this is how you slaughter a bull, mm. you know, this is how you garden, this is how you bake, this is how you do little things, you know, I help them to build homes or whatever the case, more hands-on, Yeah. You know. Many of my uncles, shade tree mechanics, they they work with their hands well. Okay. I took a different route. I went to school and Mm -hmm. I went to college. So, you know, most of the things that I've learned that came when it came to manual labor, Mm -hmm. came from them.
0: Okay. I don't know. Well, something must have happened. Something happened. Something happened. Okay, okay. So, can I assume that you see the necessity in being in your kids' lives based on um your upbringing
1: definitely um even now with my daughter like i said she's strong mind last night i was fixing something in the bathroom and she's like oh let me fix it daddy and she's you know trying to help me fix Mm. it but this isn't the first time she's done something like that i know today there are many women that would wait around for a man to do something for them Mm. especially if they live alone so i think me being there and just showing them little bits and pieces Will make them well-rounded they have their mom showing them the female domesticated you know not to use the word domesticated but female chores in mm-hmm. a sense and then they have me who's showing them another side so together i think they'll be well-rounded
0: and so if uh you could give any advice to um new fathers or even fathers in general what um what might you tell them
1: spend time with their kids. Um, It doesn't matter how long, it could be two minutes a day, it could be an hour. That little bit of time means a world to them, especially when they read with them. Mm. Um, Many times my baby would just pick up a book and she'd be like, let's read daddy, let's read daddy. And I can make up words, but she's happy.
0: They don't care. Right, she's
1: excited. Um, One of the things that we do, we go around the house, we sing. So Mm. now she has her own little microphone, or she takes the little things that you get out of the paper towels, the little roll, the rolls, and she wants to make a mic, and she wants to put it in my mouth. But those are the little memories that she'll remember as she grows up. And those those are the little things that make them happy. So any little time that you spend with your child, you know, time. It's, 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 it's worth it.
0: Yeah, time. Well, there you have it. I'm Dr. Mercier, and we've been talking to Akimo Charles, a black father, an involved father, in his daughter's life, soon to be second daughter, soon to be two girls. Y'all pray for him. Um, dads, keep up the good work. Akimo, good talking to you. Good talking to you,
1: too. Thank you.
0: Well, ladies and gentlemen, there you have it. Mr. Akimo Charles. Um, a couple things that he he said in his interview, I just want to recap um, the social emotional piece of, of parenting or kids or that they need. Uh, you know, um, I worked in the school district some and there's a big push when it comes to the social emotional learning of kids. You need it both. And I'm not going to spend any time um, talking about that here, but I would encourage you to do some reading up on that. Don't ignore it when you see it, especially for kids who are in school, um, because that kind of learning, that kind of development, right? Social emotional learning goes a long way. Uh, And then he, Akimo, did meet his father till he was 16. Um, You can just imagine the needs of a teenager, a teenage boy at that. Okay, we talk about this all the time. I met my father when I was seven and then he died when I was nine. So growing up without a father, the impact that that has on a boy, on a man, and then a future father. okay. But similarly, he also had surrogate fathers and other people who stepped into that gap and filled that gap for him. And this is where I'm going to leave you, you know, You don't have to be, um, a biological father to be a father figure, okay? Father's Day is for you as well. Father's Day month is for you as well. All right, we thank Mr. Akimo for sharing his story, and I want to encourage him, continue to encourage him, and continue to encourage you guys as well. If you have a father in your life, if you are a father, um, sometimes it's a thankless job, um... If you have a father in your life, thank him. Thank them. All right. Thank you guys for being here with us as we dug into the archives a little bit. Um, We're going to continue this series through the end of the month. So be sure to come back. And when you do, don't keep it to yourselves. Share it with a friend. Pass it on. Drop it in their DMs. Forward them an email. Tell them what we're doing over here so that they can come and uh, hang out with us. Thank you all. And uh, I look forward to having you join me next time for another episode of the Couples Council. Bye now. Hey, everybody. Thank you for listening to our mom and dad. If you like them as much as we do, then click subscribe and leave a comment. But now they have to go because it's family time. So go practice what you heard, and we'll catch you on the next episode.